Thank you for downloading this episode of the Cast Iron Theatre Podcast. This is episode 18. Yes. I, I think the podcast is a, allowed to legally drink now. Oh. I think it's 18, vote. It's 18 or 21, I don't know. Or maybe. I'm so old, I literally have no idea what <laughs> the uh, the milestones are. Well, uh, okay, if ever we have children, we need to like research this Oh, stuff. Do, you know, do you know what it is? No, 18 is the point when... We can't blame anything on youth now. Anything that happens now is absolutely our fault. <gasps> oh yeah, we've got like rights and stuff. Yeah, yeah. we have responsibilities. Oh, with with great rights come great responsibilities. We hopes and dreams that we will crush mercilessly underfoot. Yes, we're full of aspirations and like dreams and that. That's just indigestion. True. I'm Michelle Donkin. I'm Andrew Allen. We didn't introduce ourselves last time. No, uh, we we still we have this sort of like um, <laughs> but uh, so we have this quite sweet idea, don't we? That um, there not many people are listening to the podcast. Mm. It's either just our friends or the people who we've actually interviewed on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but actually, we've been quite self-effacing, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We are. I mean, we've got at least five or six listeners. And uh, what, what they do is they they find us on um, iTunes and SoundCloud. Yeah. Which of course you can rate and subscribe to us. On on both those uh, platforms. Yep. Oh, and there's also an email address. You can send us yes. abuse. Don't send us abuse. No, don't. No, no. I mean, if you've got time to do that, you've got time for a little bit of like, you know, getting involved in your community and helping out and stuff if like that. If you've got so, time you know. to write an abusive email, you've got time to write a short play or a short poem. Yes, and it's likely that we may put it up at Cast Iron Theatre. So what is that email address? It is castirontheatrepodcast at gmail.com. Fantastic. And um, we haven't even begun to talk about who we're chatting to. <gasps> this is a good one. Well, here's the thing. I was somewhat nervous about uh, getting magicians onto a podcast because obviously magic is, by its very nature, quite a, a visual medium. Mm. Uh, but but you, you you were pretty keen to get these boys on. I, uh, I as, was. As <laughs> I was. Because I had seen Mr. Steve Griffin around... Um, sweet venues and he just seemed to me so charming so lovely and just engaging when he was talking about his show that I just thought well we absolutely have to speak to him on the podcast and I kind of just thought it would work yeah and it does it really does and and, and I say that I was dubious about sort of um, getting magicians to do stuff on a podcast they they actually do do a magic trick for us on the podcast it was my little dream came true i thought that maybe if if we could interview them they might do some magic they literally so did for you listening at home or in your bath or wherever you are we will be presenting for you a magic trick a visual magic trick for you for your ears later on in this podcast yeah It's a, it's a magnificent show and it's been going on until the weekend um, mm-hmm. and so you've still got a chance to catch it as part of this final weekend of the Brighton Fringe. It's the final weekend of the Brighton Fringe. I know, imagine that. We're going to be bereft. We are. What yeah. are we going to do with all that extra time that we'll now have? Well, we've got, we haven't mentioned this yet, but we've mm. got something coming up for Edinburgh. We have. That's the first time. I don't want to be that guy that goes, oh, special announcement coming soon and then not say anything. But now I think I'm actually going to be that guy. Are you going to be that guy? You're not going to say anything yet? Not just yet, no. No, no. no. We, we will make a proper announcement next week, I think. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. <laughs> Let's listen to this one. This is the Cast Iron Theatre podcast, uh, recording in the sweet venues, Drury's Inn, sweet waterfront in Brighton, where there, it is half term week. So what you're hearing in the background is a group of people going into a afternoon show. There's shows throughout the entire day, and even our guests have got a daytime show at two fifteen uh, throughout the half term week. Um, Griffin and Jones, hello. 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 How, are how, how are you both? Yeah. Yeah, good, not too bad. Well, yeah, we just literally just finished the show. Which was a sellout show. It was, it was yeah. Um, no one was more surprised than us. Yeah. <laughs> it was lovely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we weren't expecting. We actually had to squeeze a few more people in. Yeah. Um, I mean, they left quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, we had to squeeze a few more. But it was just lovely. It was really nice because yeah. we haven't done this show in a few months now. Um, so we were, we were like, oh, maybe like us, maybe we've forgotten how to do it. Um, but within two minutes, you just get into the r- rhythm sure, of it, yeah. and it was really it was nice. fun, really, really yeah. nice one. Yeah. So let's make this clear: you are, a, 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 for want of a better word, a double act yep. of magic. Absolutely, we are. A, we are a magic and comedy double act. Yeah. Yes. 
And would it be fair to say, I'm a bit of a novice at this sort of thing, um, would it be fair to say that you're largely close-up magic, what we describe as close-up magic? No, not no. at all. No. Uh, it's, not sta- it's not stage illusions, no. but uh, it's a variety magic show. There yeah. is... Uh, there's, there is some sleight of hand magic which could be done close up. Like we could, we could do half the show for you. Yeah. You know, but it's, uh, it's it, there's like one card trick in it, and then there's some mind reading. We end on a big, uh, a big escape made famous by Harry Houdini. Oh, fantastic! So yeah, it's a proper variety magic show. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I guess it's what you call a, uh, like parlor magic. Parlor. Really. Oh, okay, it's yeah. kind of it, it's that halfway between close up and big stage sort of thing. Uh, did you start out as individual magicians? Did you f- discover each other or not performing? No. No, we were both closet magic nerds uh, growing up and then we met each other through a theatre company actually in Guildford Um, and we discovered that we were both closet magic nerds and then we went and saw we we went up to the uh, to the Edinburgh Fringe with some uh, with our theatre company just as punters not to do a show and then we saw that there were loads of magic shows up at the Fringe so Steve and I binged and saw saw maybe like five or ten within the space of the week and uh, and then we had we had had a mutual understanding which was this is so those shows are so much fun and so great and then we also sort of did the we could do that Yeah, yeah Um, it's dangerous to go up to Edinburgh with a punter if you are yourself a creative you go oh, yeah, oh that yeah. venue looks good oh I could do that yeah, yeah. and that's exactly what happened and yeah. uh, six years later we, that's exactly what we're doing <laughs> so that's that's quite lovely that, that you've had this relationship going for um, six years you mm-hmm. are uh, you know, you're, you're a double act yeah, and double double acts aren't uh, double acts aren't as common as they used to be, but it's so much fun working. You can do so many more things. I'm not even talking about like magic tricks. You can just you can perform so differently in a yeah, double act indeed. as you can doing solo stuff. It's just so much more fun, and it makes writing so much easier yeah. as well because you've you've always got a soundboard to bounce your ideas off and to, to tell you if your ideas are dreadful, which which we do. You know, we're, yeah, we're yeah, suitably yeah. brutal with each other. And also, scripting's really easy because when we we tend to write the trick first. Yeah. And then whenever we're writing a trick, we'll just I'll just say something about a certain prop, just to, purely just to make Steve laugh as we're doing yeah. it. And then we go, oh, that's interesting. We just sort of make a note of that. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually you get to the end of the trick and you go, well, I sort of know what the script is. Let's just run it a few times. Yeah. That's something that um, perhaps a lot of people aren't particularly aware of is that when you are creating a magic show, it is scripted. It's written, oh, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Some of us will know about patter, uh, yep. which we'll chat about in a moment. Yep. But the whole idea of um, it being a genuine double act, that, be, that you are two characters on yes. stage, which might be versions of yourself. They, but yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah, but they are characters. Like, yeah. There's certain things I say on stage that I wouldn't say, but, but it's just, they're just heightened. We like to just be nice and to just be cheeky and funny yeah. to people. But what we tend to do is, again, it, it's a lot of our act is just quick back and forth between each yeah. other. And we, we, it looks like we go off script because the, I think what's nice about our script is you wouldn't believe anyone would be stupid enough to write what we write down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they go, well, surely that's not scripted because there'd be morons to do that every night. To and plan you go, that. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah, sort yeah, of go, yeah. well, congratulations, we are morons. <laughs> well, that's something very lovely about, uh, I guess, it is sort of an illusion or whatever I've seen, not unrelated, anything like a contortionist act or whatever, in terms of if it's perfect and it's genuinely brilliant it very bizarrely very quickly becomes boring you yes. see it in the equality of this could go wrong or this could fail there's no or jeopardy this, you yeah, need jeopardy that's absolutely right you always um, need jeopardy and that's why that's why we do such a variety of tricks in, yeah. in the show because it's you we want to keep the audience really guessing on the toes because again if you go well I'm, you know what I mean if you go well he will find that card I don't, you know he might yeah. pull it out of his shoe but I'm sure he'll f- it gets a bit much sure. after 10 minutes they sort of go we get it yeah. um, so, and it helps that we play a couple of idiots as well yeah. because when we do do our first what I'd like to think is a really good magic effect. Yeah. It's about ten, 10 minutes in as well. Yeah, but it Not just it, it wakes them up suddenly yeah, because they go, these idiots actually know what they're doing. Yeah. And it, our fir- it's quite our a first trick moment. gets the la- I mean, like, we're, we're, we're pleased with the rest of the tricks, but our first trick we do is one of our best and it always gets the loudest reaction 10 yeah. minutes in the show because and it's not because it's such an amazing trick it's because we spent 10 minutes making bad jokes messing around with people and then suddenly something happens and they sudden, like and you can see the look on their face and they go but that's but they're idiots yeah like, what just was if you come out and you're like I'm going to do they they're, they're not on your side the moment they're on your side yeah, yeah when you just smack them around the face after 10 minutes with a really good <laughs> trick and they just got to go but you can't do that <laughs> yeah 
And you also spoke about um, the, you know, we spoke about the writing of the script, the writing of the, of the patter. Yep. But also you've spoken about writing of the trick, which actually a lot of uh, what I'm going to insultingly call the civilians might not really appreciate is that it's not just a matter of going, oh, we're going to do a, uh, we're going to do a trick where we're going to create a, uh, the production of a card or have something disappear or appear. There's a concept of oh, what could we do next in writing a new illusion, writing a new yeah, idea? Yeah, absolutely. And, and unfortunately, a lot of magicians don't do that. Yeah. Uh, so, so much of it is sort of off the peg kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, if we, you've seen we, more than, yeah, if, if you've seen more than five stage magic shows at that kind of, at the kind of level that we're at, yeah. basically, if you've seen uh, five or more stage magic, the chances are you will have seen a couple of things that you go, oh, I've seen that before. And I'll, I'll, Sometimes with the same scripting and the same pattern I've as well. I've certainly been in bars or whatever at like the Edinburgh Fringe where I've heard, not yourselves, but other magicians bitterly discuss another magician where... They brought that from that online store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they haven't even created it. So, they haven't so even built it themselves. So our game is like our, our view with our show is we like people will people will never have seen the tricks that we do done the way we do them. Like we are doing our, our first trick is a trick that's probably sixty or seventy years old. Yeah. And the other one is probably well, it's probably coming up to hundred years old now. Yeah. So then, but there are our own methods, their own presentation. Sure. If you want to see us do, if you want to see those tricks. The only people you can come see and do that is us. Yeah. If you're doing off the peg stuff, no matter how good you are, you can be replaced like that. Yes, indeed. Uh, and it, I guess a lot of that is to do with your stage persona and yeah. how how engaging we find you and how engaging we find each other. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, it, like uh, people always say to us, they say that it looks like you're making up because Steve will say something that we have said a hundred times before, and I genuinely laugh at it every <laughs> yeah. time because I'm caught up in the moment and I'm not. I'm, and and it doesn't look arrogant that I'm laughing at my own jokes. It doesn't look too forced. I genuinely find it amusing in that spare of the yes. moment. Because we then, enjoy being there. And then so they laugh because it feels like a lovely spontaneous yeah. moment. Yeah. And we do have a lovely spontaneous moment. Yes. You're always going to have those because there's so much audience participation. But I, I still really enjoy saying the things that we say and doing the things that we do. And it just adds nice texture when you look like you're really enjoying yeah. it. And we, I do. I really enjoy doing the stage show. I love it. And how was it, I mean, when you were uh, both in your closet, uh, there is some obvious gag to be made out of <laughs> it. Was, it's, it's much easier to come out as gay than a magician. Like, <laughs> like Jesus Christ, like, magic nerds are horrible people. <laughs> um, but uh, did you, when you were, you know, I don't know, harbouring dreams that you would be the next sort of um, person on the variety of performance or whatever, did you have individually... A, a patter. If you, uh, we may should explain. I keep going on about a patter as yep. if people know what it is. Yep, uh, yep. So we should qualify what a patter is, and also, did you have your own patter? Um, yeah, your, your patter is your script, basically. It's, yeah. it's whatever you're saying uh, it's whilst you're performing. Yeah, it's sort of like the, the exposition yeah. plus any kind of performance hook you're doing onto it. So if I was vanishing a card, I wouldn't just I wouldn't just say it's there, it's not there, because that's... Like, but even if it's something as simple as... And when they rub it on the table, the particles go into the table and you can see it disappears. Yeah. That's just your patter. Yeah. There's nothing funny in that. There's, it's just exposition, but it's, it's just given it a bit of a hook. It's almost, uh, I guess, a bit of a, like... Um, c- clowns uh, tend to have this thing of, you know, or we believe they have this thing of... Um, they have their own particular face on an egg, and so their, yeah, their, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, their face makeup is there. It's a brand. It's a brand, and so the patter is the magician's own own brand. So the cliche, the most obvious example is Paul Daniels' patter yep. of "You're like this, not a lot." Yep. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can associate that with that particular of guy. Of course, yeah. And with Penn and Teller, you know, the gag being one of their patter is that they don't speak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you need a hook. Yeah, you do need a hook. Yeah. It's important. How was your first meeting? Who 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 outed themselves first? Well, this is the thing, like, we didn't, uh, we, uh, like, it was just very much kind of, I had, Steve was more of a magician than I was. Yeah. I just liked it loads. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know many tricks. Yeah. I just was just, I remember being fascinated with it. And then I got into doing stand-up comedy, and I used to do stand-up comedy for a few years. And then it's just awful, I don't like it. It's not, <laughs> I, 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 I would still, like, if someone said, hey, do you want to do a five minutes on stage? I'd probably still have a, have a go sure. at it. But the idea of just going out, slogging it, it's lonely, it's hard, and it's just, I just wasn't enjoying it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so we didn't um, we didn't sort of we just both knew quite quickly that we both enjoyed magic because I wasn't like secretive about it. I was a massive Darren Brown fan, as yeah. everyone yeah. who's into magic is. And if they're not, they're lying. <laughs> True, like, or just wrong. Yeah, or just wrong. I know magicians yeah. who are. Oh, Darren Brown's not very good. And do you know what? Like for audience members, if if someone, if man on the street says he doesn't like Darren Brown, that's fine. That's your opinion. Yeah. If a magician says he doesn't like Darren Brown, congratulations, you're a bitter, twisted idiot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're jealous. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, we, so, uh, so when we came together, we already had natural back and forth because we've been friends sure. for a couple of years beforehand. Yeah. And the way we talk on stage is the exaggerated way of the way we talk yeah, now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, we just we have natural breaks in sentences. Like I know when Steve's about to say something funny, yeah. so, so I can preempt. Like, like, you know, what I mean? I, I just, it's just it's just in, in the terms of the way you speak. You can like, trample all of these dialogue. Absolutely. Gag yeah, generally speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I, Beat me to the punch. Yeah. yeah. I, I know, you know what I mean, I, we just, we know the patterns of each other's speech, it sounds stupid, but you just learn that with your yeah. best friends, don't you? Of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, so often, yeah, we'll, we'll end up saying the same thing at the same time, or, you know, and you setting each other up without even realising that we're doing it. Do you actually um, have a magic trick about, you know, mind reading? Uh, we, we did for a while, but it, it never really stuck, it wasn't good enough. Yeah, we have a few mind reading tricks, but they're not framed around the idea sure. that we're connected. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll, that's... That, our sort of hook of the show is it's just it's really really quick back and forth like it's it's breakneck speed at yeah. some point there's no like one of the criticisms we have and it is a is a legitimate criticism is we don't leave people the chance to laugh yes so, okay but it's good because then they're like they're, we'll, we'll wrap it we'll hit them quickly with like 10 like 10 lines that are potentially quite funny and then there's just like a 10 second break after it and they laugh at all 10 so you get this big kind of wolf of laughs so your dialogue itself is sleight of hand you're, you're so better in the audience yeah, they yeah. haven't got a chance to react Quick, to whatever yeah. the drawings might be uh, I suddenly remembered speaking to you that because uh, I've done stand-up I've done acting and stuff but I was always a very shy respectable child um, and the very first possibly the very first performance I did was a magic show oh, when wow. I was about the age of six or seven I probably might have done a nativity but I have no memory of that mm. and I did a magic show of about six or seven tricks and I was definitely the sort of child that would not stand in front of the class and do mm-hmm. a magic trick and it wasn't even like in a classroom sort of thing it was actually a whole talent show thing okay, going on well, yep. and I had a little stage and stuff and I had a magic trick which is the one where uh, you'll um, put in a bit of um, uh, like a, a five pound note or one pound note into the bag and then make the, the piece of money disappear okay. in an empty bag yep. and there was something about um a mind-reading thing of choosing uh, something that was at the top of the pile or the bottom of the pile or the uh, middle of the pile and I'd enlisted one of the teachers to help me cheat because what the trick would be <laughs> was that they'd be at the back of the audience and they would either put their finger on the middle of their mouth or the side of their mouth or the corner of their mouth and I um I'd forgotten to wear my glasses. Oh no! So I set up the trick, and then realised I'm I'm blind. <laughs> and I must have had an early improv head-on because I sort of um, said, "Oh, I, I'm going to need my magic glasses for this." <laughs> and somebody sort of managed to find my glasses, and one child went, "Why did you need the magic glasses? What was going on there?" No, no, it's magic. To peer into your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you um, have been on together so long, it's not just magic shows you do, you do other shows as well. You had another show earlier on in the Fringe. We did, our seance show, Talking to the Dead, yes. Which is so massively and huge, it couldn't be more different from the magic show. Basically. Yeah, indeed. Because yeah. Uh, it's, it's not a magic show, we are both just fasc- we're both fascinated by, um, by authentic Victorian seances. Yes. I find that whole thing, like, and this is the thing, we, we don't believe in it at no. all. Uh, and then we start, uh, so we were like, we'll put together a spooky magic show like sure. that feels like a seance and then we start to do it and we went hmm no I don't want to do a spooky magic show I just want to do a seance so yes. so we literally we just it's a it's got a narrative but the audience completely drives the show and it's just a seance there's no magic tricks and it's really it's really serious and it's it's just, it was an antidote for us because if you've ever seen us do the magic stuff, yeah. it's just silly jokes and good tricks, and we love doing it. But occasionally, you just want to be—you know what I mean? When you're an act, when you're an you artist, want to be serious, you want to be taken seriously different. a bit. Sure. And um, it is, as you say, it's a, it's a play. It's a, a mild piece of audience participation, but not in a particularly threatening way. No, they. No, no, no. It's not even audience participation. No. I wouldn't say it's just. It's audience-led. They're, like just, they're, they're part of the show. It's, they're just, it's yeah. in the audience's hand. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think in a lot of ways it was scratching the itch that we hadn't done any theatre for quite a long yeah. time and that was that was our background ultimately, that's how we met. So mm-hmm. it was nice to do something that, yeah, we could just take it a different pace to the magic and do yeah. something interesting with. And it's that sort of show that if, you know, if the words border rectory or ectoplasm or the cotton me fairies mean anything to you, it's, it's your type of show. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. I think, it's so, just, I, yeah. I, I think it's a really, genuinely, I think it's a really interesting hour to spend. Yeah. Because no, like, like where can you go to do a real sense where yeah. you might actually sort of, you can't go, you know what I mean? You, 
uh, and it's really interesting. And sure. we get and we get people from both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. You, you get uh, you get people who have come in there and they're just like, well, I don't believe in any of it because I know about how everything works and it's not real. And I sort of go, that's fine. You can just enjoy the hour yeah. and nod to yourself. And then you get other people. We've had people from spiritualist churches in. Uh, we had a lady who started talking in tongues one night, yeah. and she. Um, so you get people from both ends of the spectrum it always makes for a really interesting hour absolutely in theory I'm one of the worst audience members to see that sort of thing because I'm a writer and producer and director Mm. so I can't help but look for the drawings and stuff and even in that even if I was to view it in a cynical thing of watching where you are manipulating the audience or the audience are leading you it's still a really fun hour of being oh, delighted about even if I flatter myself, oh, I can see how they did that or yep. whatever. Even that's delightful yeah. to watch and go, oh, that's really exciting, that's really sexy, that's really strong. It's just yeah, and it's it's still very literally. It's, this is probably the eighth time we've done it over the course of a year. We don't do it a huge no. amount. Um, so it's still it's still really finding its legs, but especially yeah, this very much a work in progress. Because the thing is, because of the nature of the show, the structure of it, because it's so much in the audience's hands we can't rehearse it no so all we can do is put it in front of an audience (laughs) and go right what can we change what can we tweak for next time and so it's every time we perform it it evolves and shifts slightly yeah that is the most difficult part you just it's it's almost impossible and it, even if you just sort of think we'll get some friends around and just do it it doesn't sure. work it, wouldn't be the it same. doesn't work because they'd be a bit too calculated yeah, in, their, yeah. in their response either yeah. they'll play along or they refuse to play you know what I mean so you just there's no there's no rehearsal so we've basically we've rehearsed it eight times in front of an audience yeah. um, but it's, it, we had a bit of a breakthrough this fringe and yeah. we now know exactly what the show should be yeah. Um, and yeah it's just like I say it's just really fun to do and the audience participants that they shouldn't feel um, as I discovered when I was there um they shouldn't feel embarrassed if they clam up and get too shy no. and don't contribute. That's actually as equally helpful yes. as it would be for somebody who's going to be maybe talking too much. Yeah, yeah, like because yeah, that's the thing. Because we, we end on like a uh, we do like a pitch black seance where everyone blow all the candles and, and we all hold hands and yeah. and some some people will you know they'll say oh yeah, I feel like I was pushed I can hear somebody yeah. I can see something and then some people will just sta- stand there and they won't necessarily experience enough to make them. Uh, to make them want to speak out, but uh, you always find, always, every time the, you finish the pitch black saying you light the candle, and you can always see on someone's face that, they, that they've experienced something, but they don't sure. want to say it. Yeah, and, that's yeah, fine and sometimes they'll come up to us afterwards or email us the day after, and you know, tell, oh, I did actually experience some things, yeah. but I didn't want to say it at the time, which is nice. It's nice that they feel able to do that. It's also really frustrating. Yeah, well, that's it because so, so much of the show is the audience members speaking out about yeah. what they're experiencing. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's us just telling you what you're experiencing, and that's that's not what it should be. That's not what it's about it's because it's such sometimes it can be such and this sounds so like, can I swear on this yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you're gonna this sounds so this sounds so wanky and pretentious that it's true it's only true within shows like this your experiences with that show you can be sat next to somebody and your experience will be completely different course, it's yeah. so yeah. personal uh, and what you're trying to do is you're trying to get people to vocalise it enough so everyone know, everyone feels comfortable in that situation. But at the same time, when it's really personal to you, you'll just go home and sort of and you'll keep it to yourself and reflect on uh, it, which yeah. is fine. Yeah, but at the yeah. same time, sometimes it is just ten people sat and, uh, uh, stood around the dark in silence. Yeah. Um, so we sometimes have to. Which is a bad speed dating night. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you've got ten people around one table, like that yeah, speed yeah. dating gone really wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> although they're all holding hands, you know. <laughs> so it could go wonderfully. Yeah, yeah. yeah tremendous. Um, where we saw it, uh, this fringe for the Brighton Fringe was at the um, Sweet Duke Box mm. uh, in Waterloo Road. Uh, not Waterloo Road. That's a that's a bad score. Uh, <laughs> Waterloo uh, Street. Waterloo Street. Um, is there like a venue, like perhaps a non-theatrical venue, like a um, Bordy Rectory type um, country house, or or the the alleyways of Edinburgh that you'd like to? That I'd like to do it in like crypts and yeah, stuff yeah. and like underground dungeons. Because the nice thing about it is we can do it anywhere that we can get a table and some chairs and some candles mm. in. Essentially, which is, which is many places. It is many places. Yeah. The, the only other consideration is, as far as possible, we like to be able to get it pitch black. Yeah. Because we just find that people experience more of it. Oh yeah, that's darkness. our criteria basically. If we can. Um, uh, we, can only, we can only do it for, uh, for X amount of people. I think I think the most I would want to do it for in, in its current format is I wouldn't do it for any more than 30 people. No. Uh, just because it loses some of the yeah, charm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and yeah. also we need to be able to get it pitch black and we need to be able to uh, have roughly, like, not pin drop, but be able to create rough silence. Yeah, yeah. So we can't be next to a noisy pub. Admittedly, no. the jukebox, we're just sort of down the corridor, but it's quiet enough. Sure, yeah. I suppose uh, I don't think it was quite midnight, but it was close to uh, it was, it was late. Uh, yeah, it was, it was 10.20 half, it started. Yeah, 10.20, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 
and it, so, it definitely benefits from yeah relative quiet and being able to and being able to create quick pitch black but yeah. apart from that we can do it anywhere yeah. and uh over here at the um sweet uh waterfront you are here with uh, your the name of the show is pioneers slapdash magic is that the name of the show uh then the, the, the name of the show is griffin and jones slapdash magic uh our sort of tagline is that we are the pioneers of slapdash magic that's a bold claim yeah well i, I think we can justify it because we invented it so um yeah. basically um, it basically yeah. it was leveled at us uh, as it was it was it was like a it was like a colleague review um, and gauntlet being thrown so, down. So, so, someone that was a friend. So yeah, someone, <laughs> someone that was a, uh, was a friend, and just they said they they said they said the, the, pro- the problem with your act is it looks like it's been thrown together. It's quite slapdash, and I went that's brilliant. Oh yeah, yeah, own like, that. Like yeah. and we just like that's brilliant. So we, so for a while we were billing ourselves as slapdash magicians, but we thought it had sort of negative connotations. Yeah. So now and so we, we yeah so like you said we, we decided to own it so we are now the pioneers of slapdash magic because yeah. that legitimizes slapdash magic it becomes a thing that you can pioneer. Absolutely. And and that's us. And the thing is it, it is perfect because our act like we were saying earlier the beauty of our act is it does like for a, for a bit of it, you'll go. Are they just yeah, making this yeah. up as they go along? And then there are points when, again, when the tricks work, or when we'll, like, you know, what I mean, we'll deliver the, we'll deliver like a nice back and forth. And they go, it is thrown together, but it's sort of just working, isn't it? It's sort yeah. of just, like they're, they're flying by the seat of the pants, but it seems to be going well. Yeah, there'd be nothing um, more dull would there be than a perfectly formed David Copperfield character saying, "Is this your card? Yes. Yeah. Is this your card? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And all of our props are, are very obviously homemade. Yeah. You know, they're all cardboard, brown paper, kind yeah, of. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Envelopes and string and what have you. So yeah, it, it all it all ties into the the, the aesthetic and and the idea that yeah we're we're making this stuff at home and yeah. just having fun. That's with the it. thing. Yeah, we, we we sort of like not in a kind of like mad scientist way, but we do look, sort of come across as crazy inventors. We have like. We have like stuff that we claim to have invented in the show, sure. and then we demonstrate the workings of it. So we have uh, we have it in our show at the moment. We have a thing called the Miracle Mind Reading Goo, which is a uh, is a lunchbox full of goo, oh, yeah. which, we, which we have brewed at home. Uh, but the moment it touches your hands, it reads your mind, and we prove it, and it works. And people go, well, "Wait a minute, that's, <laughs> that's a lunch. It's, it's a children's lunchbox full of goo. That obviously doesn't work." And they stick their hand in it, and we tell them what they're thinking, and they go, "What? That's how? Like?" I, I bet the parents of kids who come through your show love you. Go. Oh, now I've got to buy some goo. <laughs> we, we, goo were thinking, we were thinking about making a job lot of it and selling it in small oh, tubs after the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, do that. Are you doing Edinburgh this year? Yeah, yeah, we are. yeah we've do done that. much before. Do you, do you know what, actually? We haven't thought of that, have we? I, I, I mean, I just said it. No, 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 That was my suggestion. Yeah, no, 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 I know that. But I mean, pr- previous to this conversation, that, that's, that's because, you know, we've talked about merch. No, he's been brooding about this for a while. Well, do you know what? You need to talk to me sometimes. How does that sound? We don't talk anymore. That's a golden I just don't. I don't want to travel up to Edinburgh with a ton of goo, like a drum of it. None of, none of us do. But you know, <laughs> I'm already, I'm already travelling up with a dead weight as it is. <laughs> wow. Slam. Uh, should point out also, because you've got, uh, at Sweet Waterfront, you've got a lovely sort of big poster of yourself. The roll, roll banner, banner yes. yeah. We bought that for Edinburgh last year. Uh, we thought we wanted people to actually see that we're a thing and not just two random guys. Yeah, our, fr- our friend drew that. He said it's a cartoon, it's not a yes. picture. Our friend drew that. Oh, so that's not like an Instagram... No, 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 that's a hand. It's it's from my days uh, working as a publican. One of my regulars was a comic book artist, and so I commissioned him to do our graphic. Yeah, John Charles. That's actually, yeah, yeah, because it's also Uh, on on your flyers It's it's our go-to graphic at the moment. We absolutely love it, yeah. And that deserves um, emphasising, because I've always assumed it was a photograph with a lovely sort of... um, Filter Filter sort of thing. Uh, That's beautiful. That's the trouble. It's so good that you would assume that. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you squint, it doesn't even look like a drawing it just looks like a photograph yeah yeah, yeah. and what you've got is is the uh, the classic hero back to back for arm folded <laughs> pose uh, Griffin in your hat and so you've literally you've probably got your own name above your own image absolutely which can sometimes not happen <laughs> but that's the thing we, we always stand in the right order do you know yeah. like, like literally we are, we are sat in the wrong order but purely because it's a podcast and you can't see us <laughs> we do we, we never have any photographs taken when we're not in that order oh really on stage we never cross no yeah, on, certainly not on stage. On, on, on stage, off, off stage, there might be some. But so hang on, wait, oh, if I'm watching you on stage, which one of you is on the sinister side? Which one of you is on the left side? Griffin, Griffin and Jones. It reads like a book. Ah, yeah. so so you, I, I, on stage, are you, are you the baddie? Are you the dick? Are you the the, the are you the one? Who's not just on stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, and 
because we decided that we didn't want that kind of dynamic sure. between us. When we first started writing the act, we were we tried to go down the They're route conflicty. of the, the kind of the antagonistic yeah, kind of which makes sense. fighting and art, which so many double acts try to do, but it's so hard to do well and because it, you end so up with a good going. guy or a bad guy, and the audience have to choose between you. And and you, yeah, you've got to keep it up through everything it works for that about you do. Ten minutes. And that's another way, perhaps, in, in which you're a pioneer, because I think that's becoming a bit more fashionable now of seeing two mates on stage, yes. two friends on stage. Absolutely. It's actually quite rare. I mean, French I mean, and Saunders did it for a while, yeah. but also a lot of their, their sketchy characters are antagonistic. Yes. Yeah. But and that's the thing, we like you know, like there are bits in it where we will like I'll, have little digs well, in like, each we'll other. Yeah, little dig, kind of thing, but it's yeah. very kind of literally, it's a cliche to say it as a double act, but you watch watch people like Morgan and Wise, stuff like that. Like it's like two mates, like, yeah. Two yeah. mates like, and, and like like Eric would rip it out of Ernie every every yeah. night, like talking about his wig and like you know yeah. But you knew, you knew Within that. Within love. Yeah, but you yeah. knew if one, like, if, you know, if, if a member of the audience or another member of the cast turned on at any point, <laughs> Eric would be the first one to step in. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. They're a unit. And, yeah. you know, even even double acts like, you know, you've got Rick Mail and Aid Edmondson, you know, all, all of their characters were based around beating each other up yeah. and slamming each other, but you knew that they'd be lost without each yeah, other. So there, team, there, there was still yeah. that, that bond, that love between them. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, our vibe is very much just two mates going out on stage and doing what makes us laugh and yeah. hoping the audience comes along for the ride, really. And they have been, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah usually. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we've said already that, that you had a sellout show, you know, yep. literally having to um, get extra seats in today. Um, by the time this episode comes out, you'll be halfway through your run. Yep. Um, so when, is it, when, is it, when are we running towards? What's the last uh, date? Uh, Sunday. Uh, we're on till Sunday. 4th of June. Uh, yeah. Yes, the 4th. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yep. Yep. So 2.15. 2.15 in the afternoon every day. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, do book uh, book your tickets early to avoid disappointing us. Really, mainly disappointing us. Yeah, yeah. If I, like when I wake up in the morning and it's and it's not not full, I'm like, oh. God. Yeah, <laughs> sure. uh, it says on the, on the flyer that um, you've you've got a suggested age of 12 plus. Now there'll mm. be some parents who who sort of might read that. We had going, some young ones in today. Yeah, yeah. we did have some young. Well, this ones is in what today. I was going to say. Um, some parents will take that as gospel as a sort of like um, a, a cinema rating yep. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm asking, I guess, if a parent has a love a, a lovely sophisticated eight year old they're probably going to be okay with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look, and, it, and at the end of the day, we play to the audience that we've got in front of us. We had some probably, what, seven, eight-year-olds in today? Yeah, thereabouts, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and do you know what? Occasionally, like, we, we might say a, so, like a, a soft swear word. Nothing, you know what I mean? Not, no, 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 no big sort of C-bonds or anything ridiculous <laughs> like that. No. But... If you know, if you're kind of parent who would be happy bringing their yeah, what, having their children. So, so, so well, we drop the C bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you're a bad parent, yeah. so you know you deal with that. Yeah. That's a whole new discussion. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing, you know. What I mean, like if I if I have to say the word, you know, in a jokey way, having to say the word shit under my breath in yeah. the show to get a laugh. If if you've got a ten year old there, who, uh, if you've got a ten year old there, he, he's he's going to have heard that before. And I if imagine you, so. If you're happy with him, Ian Bryson. Yeah, if you're happy Even with him hearing Brighton, that, yeah, and it's not it's 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 by no means a, ch- a child show, but if you yeah. It, if people can concentrate and watch it, they'll enjoy it. It'll yeah, be yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, and you know, yeah, like we say, we'll play to the audience that we've got in front of them. If we've got an adult audience who are a little bit rowdy, then we'll play to that. If we've yeah. got uh, quite a kid-heavy audience, then that's the show that we do. You I'm know, fascinated by the idea that you might have a rowdy, drunk audience at two fifteen in the well, afternoon. Well, do you know what? Nothing would surprise me. Not in Brighton, um, yeah, no, absolutely. But you know, this is the thing: we cut our teeth in comedy clubs and burlesque nights oh, yeah, and yeah. things like that. We run, so we run a one a.m. cabaret for the in, month in, Edinburgh, in Edinburgh. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. And a, and a one a.m. You know, you like. This sounds arrogant. At one a.m., you learn quickly how to tr- how to perform to drunk crowds. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, so. um, I, I, I myself, am not drunk uh, yet. Uh, <laughs> you surprised um, me. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I, I, I've been slurring my words for a while now. Um, so um, we're, we're on a podcast, it's audio only, uh, but, but we're going to ask the frustrating, the frustrating question. I am drunk. Uh, <laughs> we're going to ask the frustrating question for any of our listeners of, um, to perform, for one of you to perform, or two of you to perform a piece of magic um, yeah. for our sure, listeners. Absolutely. Here. Something, something strictly visual, just for the radio. Yeah. yeah. Um, ah, absolutely. I'll yeah. narrate it if you like. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> Steve's going to do the trick. Yeah, and um, you're going to narrate it. Good, and, I'll, and I'll narrate it. I mean, cool. I don't know what trick I'm going to do yet, but I don't know what I'm going to be narrating. No, that would be fine. Uh, so I've got a deck of cards. Uh, I'm sure you can verify that. Yes, uh, it is. Steve fans the cards. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, quite badly, but he's look, 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 I, I, my hands are quite sweaty. It's all right? like, I've just it's like, stage. it's like sarcastic audio description. <laughs> <laughs> Steve is normally much better than this. Uh, <laughs> he's not. No, he's, he's not. not. I'm going to No, no. What I should do at this point actually is bring in Michelle, our editor, and who's been recording this. Hello, Michelle. 
well. Because I'm quite keen to hear her reaction as well. Okay, wonderful. So here's the thing. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to ask you to, to pick a card or okay. take a card out of the deck because that's that's just old hat. You know, that's boring. <laughs> so what I'm going to do, I'm just going to run my finger down the side of the deck. You're going to say stop, and you're just okay. going to remember the card that you stopped. Sure. At. Okay. Does that make sense? So say stop. Stop. Right there. You happy with that card? Yes. You're going to remember it? Yes. Because I can tell you now, it's dreadful. Like, if you forget the card, then we're all in <laughs> They trouble, looked right? at a random card that Steve has not seen. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for, for clarifying that. Um, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, the difference between imagination and reality. If we were going to do uh, something using imagination, yeah. um, I might uh, fan the cards again. I might reach in and pull out an imaginary card. Now, brace yourselves. Uh-huh. Is that the imaginary card you were just thinking of? How does he do it? It's, 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 yeah, uh, it's amazing. I'm stunned. It, it, it is. Yeah, I am uh, just for the, the for the benefit of the tape. I am holding an imaginary card. Yeah. Um, uh, Andrew, would you take the imaginary card for me? <laughs> Andrew's would... taking it. He's playing along. This is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. He's committing. It's wonderful. Yeah. And what I'd like you to do is to fold that imaginary card in okay. half for me. Just Look at that. Oh, the mime yeah. is incredible. Someone's yeah. been to mime school, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wonderful. And once you've done that, fold it in half again so it's in quarters. Tremendous. And once you've done that, just put it back in the deck for me. Okay. Fantastic. So that was an imaginary card yes. trick. Now, if we were to take that to reality, <laughs> you're thinking of a card. You took an imaginary card out of the yes. deck. You folded it into quarters. You put yeah. it back into the deck. Just look at the deck and just think about that card. Yeah. Think about that card for me. <laughs> Here we go. Fingers The deck crossed. is beveling open. What I'm loving is that there are people in the foyer of the sweet menus who are fascinated by this. There seems to be a card springing up. <laughs> From the centre, creeping (laughs) out of the middle of the deck. Not just a card. Just like you folded it, imaginary. It genuinely is how I folded it up. Right from the middle of the deck. Now, uh, (laughs) for the benefit of the tape, what was the card that you were thinking of? The Seven of Hearts. There it is. A miracle, ladies and gents. You people missed a miracle. There, there, there's only one way they could actually see that shit for themselves. Um, they'd have to hunt me down because it's not in the show. There's <laughs> <laughs> genuinely only one way. But tell you what, if they come to the show, meet me in tricks. the foyer afterwards and I will do yeah. that trick yeah. for them. So there's roughly about, you know, 10, 20, 30 other tricks in the show that you, you, you do. There's lots of, the, yeah, there's lots of tricks uh, in the show. Although we, uh, it's, uh, we, we like, the, we like the, uh, the build more than the punch. <laughs> uh, like, uh, like it, it's, it's, you like the foreplay more than the... Yeah, yeah. essentially, yeah. The yeah, show's a ride, say, it's, yeah. not, it's, not, uh, it's not just a uh, yeah, berating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, um, but yeah, like, there's only one card trick in the show. It's a, yep. very, it's a very it's a very quick card trick. The rest of it is uh, is fully blown Vegas on a budget. But <laughs> uh, that, that, that's the um, uh, berating line that you should have had. Yeah, Vegas on a budget. I like that. I like, write that down. With a, sing, good, yeah. with a single light bulb. <laughs> Our name in light. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> We should really ask you the, the three sort of clothing questions we tend to ask yes. our guest on the podcast. Three clothing questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, where do you get your waistcoats? <laughs> Charity shops. Yeah. Charity shops, yeah. Uh, how many hats do you have? Um, I only have one, one one real serious worker hat. Yeah, I have a few other casual ones, but this is this is the one, really. Um, this, is, this is your magician's this, hat. This, this has travelled with me. I, I would be devastated if this got mm. lost or destroyed. Oh, God, that's going to be an awfully tragic thing if after this podcast you yeah, listen to this. Yeah, it gets blown off into the sea yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've lost a couple of hats by having them blown from my head. It's, yeah. not, it's not pleasant. As, as a hat wearer yourself, I'm yes. sure you can sympathise with yeah. that. I, I've, I've, I've donated um, at least three hats to the Edinburgh Gods. Yeah, leaving them in various venues. Ah, uh, yeah. You see, I don't. You, I don't you, tend don't, to you leave donated them. it on the bridge. Yeah, it was the uh, the North, uh, South Bridge. Yeah. South walking bridge. over South Bridge, gust of wind, oh. straight off into Waverley Station, and I never saw it again. It was it was tragic. But uh, uh, what a trick! Because uh, a small child walking through Waverley Station, <laughs> <laughs> suddenly <laughs> wearing a hat, yeah. <laughs> a slightly sweaty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they got a round of applause. You didn't. Uh, <laughs> no, I know, but you know, I'm a giver. What can I say? <laughs> so, how often do you get to hang out? Because I actually have never asked this question of you, although we, we've met before. Yep. Um, I don't. I certainly don't even know if you're local to Brighton normally, or if you're just down here for the fringes. Uh, Steve lives in Hove. Yeah, okay. I moved down here about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Uh, we used to live pretty close together uh, around Guildford. Uh, you I, moved away. I did. I did. Um, I still live. I still live Guildford area. So yeah. we're about like car journey wise, hour and fifteen apart. Yeah. 
um, which isn't too bad. Or an hour and a half, two hours on the train. I should point out also, um, just for the benefit of, of, of the tape, uh, Nathan, uh, the, the card that we... Uh, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm a horrible fiddler. But, well, this is really important, uh, because the card that was chosen, Seven of Hearts, uh, you are beginning to tear up and deface and rip apart, which actually uh, answers any, certainly my question and any um, suspicious people on the, on the listener list of that's not particularly the specially prepared card that always comes out each time. Oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 absolutely. It's not, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me some, some money for that. Uh, no, no, absolutely not. No, it's, not. it's totally no. not. In fact, if you just, it just blinds back. <laughs> there we go. Boom! <laughs> Kick under the table. Kick under the table. <laughs> Look, don't pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Um, <laughs> so, yes, um, um, Steve, uh, when you're hanging out in Brighton, uh, it's a coffee shop or a bar that you tend to hang out at? Uh, we don't have a specific place no but the entire of our show uh, from day one has always been written, written in pubs we can't write yeah. in our own homes no we yeah. never uh, we look too easily distracted too easily distracted I, I quite like the hustle and bustle of a pub I yeah. quite like finding a quiet corner having we, find a quiet corner nurse a pint for an hour and that's when stuff happens and also we, we can't we don't write in the mornings we're, we're very much night owls so that's yeah. going to be interesting uh, you talk about no distractions because for a lot of people they're going to assume that it's going to be easy your one is easy distracted in a noisy place in like a pub mm. where, so, um, no I think it's it's that sort of that, that, that comforting bustle that allows us to focus almost I think yeah. I think things that we're more likely to be distracted by are having the internet to hand yes. uh, and, or having a TV in the room or something like that because we know from experience if, if, if that's the situation we're in we're not going to get anything done yeah. we can't like we, yeah, I would never ever suggest we write anything at one of our houses and also I guess there's a sense of the social aspect of it as well there's often you know Ooh. somebody will be you know um, Mick Jagger or whatever will be asked oh ha- uh, how did you write that really famous song that's made your career mm. and the standard answer is oh we wrote it in three minutes mm. which is a lovely pat answer but actually it didn't take you you, you got up you had a bit of breakfast you, you <laughs> went down the pub with your mates you chatted for a bit you strummed a few chords yeah. went, oh that works then you went away for a bit had a bit of lunch and then the idea formed and yeah. then it took three minutes yes. to write because that's the thing like we, we have like there are, there, are certain, there are certain ideas for tricks we've had for years and we're just waiting for that pin drop moment and the moment, that, the moment we have that drop yeah. it will take three minutes yeah. but there's stuff, there's stuff in my mind now that uh, that We've all, we've had on the back burner for a long time. Like with uh, for some reason we think doing uh, magic trick with somebody's shoe is intrinsically yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, so we wrote down all the different properties of shoes. Like yes. Could you do something with the laces? Could you just could you destroy, destroy the shoes? Could you use it? As a, could you use it as a glass to hold something else? Could yeah. You, so, and the moment we f- there will just be a point. There will just be a point where something will just go. And yeah. we'll go, that's it, and it will write itself in three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing, I find umbrellas fascinating, I don't know yeah. why. So yeah. you've, got, you've got A, B, and D, you just need the C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially, yeah. And, yeah, and, and it, it, as stupid as it sounds, like, like I said, like, like the umbrella one, the umbrella one, I know exactly what I want to do with it. Yeah. I have no idea what the trick is. And it, yeah, sounds, yeah. it sounds stupid, no, but I, yeah. I, it's not bothering me at the moment, because that's not the important part. And the important part is I know what that routine will look like, even though I have no idea what the trick is. Sure, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it sounds stupid, but yeah, the, the hard part was going umbrellas are fun aren't they that was the hard thing yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, We're very much magpies when we walk around town. <laughs> and you, you're, um, Steve, you're in Brighton. Um, yep. Is there a particular place that you sort of have your pack of cards or your um, notepad, and you sort of are able to? Or is it still a, a pub thing and a, and a group um, thing, for you, a thing? Yeah, generally, I, f- I find it incredibly difficult to write alone. Um, none, de- none of our stage act was written separately. No, 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 no. I mean, you know, occasionally we'll come together and we'll go right. I've got an idea, mm-hmm. and it will be just a, a general very loose form for something or or yeah Nathan will come to me and say right I want to do something with umbrellas yeah. and then we'll we'll start workshopping the idea and bouncing ideas back and forth and yeah sometimes it will come to something other times it won't but generally it will always be in a pub uh, yeah. because that, that, that's how we started out you know that's how our friendship first formed you know after rehearsals from the theatre company we'd be down in the yeah. pub trying to make each other laugh and, and then when you manage the pub we do lock-ins until 2am exactly <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. and that's the thing we're that's both all, all friendships are formed yeah, yeah we're both very much night owls as well mm. like after midnight Jesus Christ like you yeah, that's see, when things get interesting you, you, you yeah, want to yeah. see me on a creative streak after midnight <laughs> when it, you know, as long yeah. as I'm still sober at that point then it's all it's golden mm, you yeah. know that's the consideration Nathan what is your boy Act like <laughs> you don't want to say it's not pretty. Is it? <laughs> you written one? No, I haven't. I haven't. It's a joke. It's a joke. Um, it's like a marshmallow that's been rolled around a barbershop shop floor. Like, it is oh, a bit, yeah. It's not pretty. It's <laughs> 
And we'll just leave a moment there for our <laughs> listeners to visualise that image. Um, again, you sort of tend to hang out in uh, <laughs> tend to hang out in pubs. That, that's no, that's, that's our career, really. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we often perform in pubs as well. So um, long live the pub, I say. Is is a, um, a book that you're reading at the moment, or a podcast, or indeed another magician uh, or pair of magicians that you're you're following at the moment, or a film that you've seen recently that we should really we should really get hold of? Um, oh, well, I mean, generally speaking, follow anything that Darren Brown does. Yeah. Uh, that because he he is just the so best man the working so at the moment. The like I I, I um, don't think there's any real objective doubt <laughs> to nuts. that. Um, but yeah, in terms of in terms of things that like really inspire us, we're inspired. Like we um, recently we've uh, we've. Uh, we both realised, like, because I, I think we always knew, um, we always sort of knew that we were fascinated by certain parts of performance, but recently we, f- uh, we sort of found out that we really, really like clowning. Oh, yeah. Really like clowning. And uh, there, are, there are a couple of fantastic people who do, like, so much great clown work, like, um, do you know Paul Curry? I uh, don't, actually. Um, oh, an Irish comedian. Yeah. Um, he just, does a thing called yeah. clown, he calls it clownarchy, because it's clowning and anarchy, <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's I'm, like it's just it's the most it's not even audience participation like it's 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 the audience are the show yeah uh, and it's it's now and I've genuinely when I first stumbled across him I've never laughed so hard in my life I yeah. ached from laughing <laughs> and it's just beautifully uh, it's beautifully terrifying and funny and everyone's involved and it doesn't make any sense <laughs> and but you just li- it liberates you it, yeah. it's life affirmingly stupid <laughs> that's how it's life affirmingly stupid yeah. and yeah. people like Phil K do a lot of like yeah. does yeah. a lot of great improv around kind of that physicality yeah um, so that's stuff that we really enjoy we, yeah. yeah and we'd love to try and get some of that feel into what we do well I think we do to a certain extent but you know it's obviously um, we d- we it's, it's never a quest to emulate no it's just uh, I love taking the physicality the, the, the vibe the feel that we like away from it yeah and we're, yeah. we're learning to be a lot more loose and trust uh, trust our instincts more because we, yeah. ha- we have a, we have a solid script for every trick yeah but sometimes gold lies in when you just when you we Abandon, abandon ship. And yeah, just, let and yourself yeah. go off on a tangent uh, and play, play with an audience member or something. And we've always tried to stay away from that because the problem when double acts go off on tangents is we end up talking. You can end up talking over each other and it looks yeah. just really clunky. But we've worked together now for six years and, like I said, we've. We, we know to give each other the space. If one yeah. of us de- does decide to go off on a bit of a sideline, then the other one will, will support them and follow them, and you know, ho- you know, hopefully help them build to a decent. It's not any improv troupe. Just Indeed. never say no. Always yeah. just go with it. Yeah. Trust yeah. that person. And yeah. like improv and like trust, it's that sense of um, being loose does not necessarily mean that there are no boundaries, and you're, mm. and you're yeah. quite genuinely making it up as you go along. There's still mm-hmm. it's like a trapeze act, isn't it? You still you know you know what you're doing and you're yeah. supporting one another. And we have enough of a kind of bag of jokes and bits of business. They never really that, fit any trick. Yeah, that, 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 aren't, that aren't actually in the script, but we, we know that they're there in the back of our mind, and so it's we get to a point, and exactly, it's a toolkit, and we just trust that they'll come to us when we need them. Yeah. And well, they do. And it's like the yeah. other night we did uh, we did the sweet release here. Yeah, yeah. and which is a, um, a cabaret. It's, show. it's a cabaret variety yeah, show every night, like yeah, little bill. So we did. Well, we just did a five ten minutes uh, spot on there, yeah. uh, and it was uh, it was sort of uh, it, it was it was quite quiet that night, which is which is a shame because it's always such a great show the sweet yeah, release. Yeah. Uh, but it was just quite quiet, so we were just like, I oh, will make it nice, intimate. We'll, sure. All the acts are talking, so we're like, so Steve and I were like, we'll just go a bit off script, just chat with them a bit, yeah. just be a bit more fun. And so we went on and chatted with them, and they were, and we were sort of, we we felt like we were sort of improving, and they were laughing. Yeah. It was great. And then we came off, and we were like, we know we've said all of that before, yeah. but we just didn't know we were going to say that before we walked on stage. Yeah. Uh, just stuff like I, I was like, what a lovely bijou crowd. And then yeah. the, <laughs> bijou, of course, being French for is that it? Like, and, you know, just gags like that, and which that, we've that, written, like, but we've never put in. Again, the show. we wrote that joke and just sort of put it in the bag and went, you know, in the, in the metaphorical bag of jokes and went, that will come up at some point. Yeah. Um, and then we just occasionally just reach into there and go. Ha, and then yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like not that I've ever done it but it's a bit I imagine like if you've done two years of um, stage combat work you're, you're never going to say oh and now you're about to hit me so I'll deflect it just becomes part of your muscle absolutely. memory yeah absolutely like I said, and it was just yeah and that's it we we say it, like, we do improv enough on stage that, um, that it's genuinely quite fun for us but you know what it's like you do when when you're doing the same act the same the same random occurrences come up yeah it's, it's amazing how many times someone will say the most stupid thing <laughs> that you think well no one like that is, that's the weirdest heckle I've ever had in my entire life and you kind of go yeah but I did have that five times already this sure, year yeah. so you just you, you start to learn how to deal with every situation mm. just, yeah. and then you begin to look like geniuses absolutely yeah yeah that's, that's the, the idea. thing yeah 
you look like yeah you've got a line for every occasion and that you're you're lightning quick you're and sharp all, yeah all you're doing is just learning by doing yeah really mm. yeah uh, the other question we tend to ask is um, when you were a kid or when you were younger did you come up with an idea for a film or an idea for a book or an invention even that somebody else um, got to first and it occurs to me that actually we could expand that question because if you say um, magicians or indeed magicians of worth are genuinely writing new tricks mm. it might occur to me that you may have been about to write a trick you were saying that you know you've had some ideas for a while and you're waiting for that Yes. Last yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like if someone starts doing stuff with umbrellas in the same because there's, I'm not, I, I won't say exactly what it is, but no. there, there, there's there's one subtle hook on the umbrella thing, and L- literally or the secret hook. But you know, there's there's one there's, there's one thing about umbrellas that fascinated me the most, and I went, that's what the trick is. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for that penny to drop, and then it'll all make sense. If someone else <laughs> cottons onto that one thing about umbrellas that I have and does something with it, I'm gonna be. I'll be furious inside, but I can't do anything about it because I'm not told anyone. Yeah. I'm not told anyone. But it happens all the time. You know, anytime you're, you know, sort of trying to create new material and new ideas, you know, you're always... But, but you know, with, with, with something like magic, there's hundreds of years of it have, have gone before and, you know, you're really standing on the, the, the shoulders of giants to There are more to, books to on magic than there are in any other art form. Really? Um, in, in the, like there are more oh books. god and they're, they're coming out all the time you yeah. know particularly now with self-publishing and stuff yes. like that but yeah the number we of times of, you know, we have a bigger back catalogue yeah. than actors musicians yeah, anyone yeah. that's fascinating um, mm-hmm. but yeah the number of times you'll come up with something and either then you'll dig out an old book that was written in the 1920s and you'll go oh well that's the thing that I just spent a yes, year writing course, yeah, yeah. Yeah. or yeah you know some, some well, it's like our second to last trick of the show is um, really old like super super old Yes, but I think we were quite aware of that. I think we knew that we were sort of homaging um, a classic yeah, in that respect. But that, yeah, so there's, there's, there's always a lot of that. Like, I love looking back and you, 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 you sort of find gems that people don't re- remember. Yeah. Uh, so, and then you, sort of, you give them a polish. and then Because so, like like, um, the second to last trick in our show is, is something that uh, just involves bleach, which I have to come and see. It's a bit of a dangerous one. And whenever magicians come and see our show... They always go, that's great. And you go, yeah, it's a hundred years old. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not, that's, it's not really, like the, the idea isn't ours. And they go, I can't believe I didn't, I didn't see that. I go, yeah, well, we did. <laughs> <laughs> and their hands off, yeah. But there's loads of stuff. Yeah, there's, all, there's, always, there's always ideas that you think, oh, I could have done better. Yeah. Or, uh, and a lot, a lot of the time you, you sort of see new things and it's, sometimes it's a race. Sometimes it's a, like you see yeah, it. Absolutely, absolutely. And sometimes you'll spend ages like just writing yourself into a, into a conceptual corner with sure. something and you've got see no way out of it. Then someone else independently has been tackling the same problem and they've they've approached it from a completely yeah. different way and they've done things with it that I could never have, yeah. have done. And that's incredibly frustrating yeah. because I feel like I've poured all that time into <laughs> nothing. But at the same time, Hell, they've done it better than yeah. me. One of the cliches, I guess, that we know about magicians is that thing of the magic circle, that yeah. sort of uh, almost cabal-like sort of a uh, group where your secrets are are secrets. They are they are precious. They are biblical. Um, and now, since we have reality TV shows, and indeed, I guess to a certain people like Darren Brown, who's at least part of his um, persona is to deconstruct uh, magic. Yes. Um, that's now difficult that's different in that um some secrets are now more easily purloined i think i think certainly um since since magic's been doing well on things like britain's got talent there's been a lot more exposés in the papers about you know because it's the big thing on tv sure. and so they're going to sell their Which column is wrong because based people on... don't i don't care people don't want to know how tricks work sure. they don't they think they, they do might but think they, they don't do. yeah, they yeah, really yeah. don't i could tell you how one of our best tricks works and you would go oh you'd be so it's disappointed really, yeah it's ugly and people don't want to know that yeah. Yeah, yeah i have yeah, no yeah. problem with the, the thing that a lot of magicians get snotty about is you can find uh, you uh, like uh, if i told you the name of a certain trick yeah. if, like if i did the trick for you you'd be like what's that called and i gave you the name of it you could then google that uh, and probably for th- you know probably for th- three or four quid you could find out the secret and get it and you could have that the next day sure. or you could f- uh, potentially find it on youtube i'm not that snotty about that yeah. there's a lot of secrets being exposed on youtube but the thing is kids won't go to a library nowadays they'll go on youtube and look it up and i think anyone who's really really curious enough to go looking for it You've got to learn somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You've got to learn yeah, somewhere. You've, yeah, you've got to have an avenue for people who are genuinely interested. Yeah. And also the whole the whole exposure thing um, isn't as dramatic a problem as magicians would like to throw their hands up and claim that it it's is. Not. You know, like um, 
God, when was it? Like 15 years ago, whatever, when The Masked Magician came out on TV and yeah. went out teaching the secrets. Yeah. Did you know. weeks and weeks of exposure. It was yeah. a whole hour of exposure. And every magicians week. were, toys were flying out prams all around the world. That this is the end of magic. Do you know what? I defy anyone to remember how any one of those tricks yeah. was done yeah. because people. They don't and I care. It I learned a lot of tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you know, people don't remember that stuff. They don't actually care enough to remember the details and the intricacies of it. You know, because I've got very good friends who aren't magicians. Who are like um, uh, our friend Vivacity. Yes. Um, she she did like a, she's a cabaret producer. She's not a magician in any way, yeah. shape, or form. Um, and I showed her what, I showed her a new card trick I was coming up with. Just it was casually. Just a little sure. I showed her a new card trick I came up with. She went, "That's amazing." And then just uh, and she was like, "Please tell me how you did it." And she, because she was like, "Because I, I," she was like, "And I told her exactly how I did it." And I saw her eyes like that. There are certain people who, like, she just she enjoyed the she enjoyed knowing about how the ingenuity, yeah, because yeah, she's that kind of person, almost the engineering yeah. behind it. And I think that was that was kind of what first got me into magic. Was, yeah, was that fascination that you know I was I was the kid who took all his toys apart and figured out how to put them back together and stuff like that. So it's I so I, much better to do with toys than it is to do with pets. Yeah, I learned that no, one no, earlier. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, but more magic is exposed by bad magicians than anything written yeah. in the paper yeah, online. Definitely. Like you, you like bad magicians are exposing their stuff all the time and it's embarrassing. <laughs> you can imagine, you know what I mean? And you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's going shuffle those deck of cards, and then his hand whips into his pocket and he's fiddling around for like he's shuffling around. And you, and you yeah. gotta go, oh yeah, that looks natural. And no, <laughs> no one's suspicious. You look, they and we might, all make mistakes sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. some people are just. And they might know. Exactly. They might not know exactly what you're doing, but you've you've instantly made everything suspicious. So yeah. So this must be where we come to the end of our chat with you guys, uh, Griffin and Jones. Uh, so you are, let's remind ourselves, you at the Sweet Waterfront until... Until just, Sunday. Sunday the 4th, yeah. 2.15, every afternoon. Yeah. Uh, we've, still got, we've, still got, we've still got quite a few tickets to yeah. sell, so you can, uh, I think, yeah, there's space every day. Yes, yeah, space yeah. every day. So, so yeah, do come down. It's, it's an hour of, re- it's just a really nice, fun show that will make you go, wow, isn't magic fun? Because it's just fun, it's just fun. And you're also going to be doing Edinburgh. Yes, we're up mm. in Edinburgh. We're taking uh, our new hour-long show, which we really should get down and write at some <laughs> point. Um, That's what this is like. We're feeding in new material yeah, every yeah, day yeah, to the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so where, where are you going to be in Edinburgh this year? Uh, we are going to be uh, at the Liquid Rooms uh, oh, in the warehouse, yeah, the warehouse room. Big room. Big yeah. room. Uh, and we're, we're at, what, what time is that? Uh, like? We're at 10.20 uh, every night. night. Yeah. Well, that's a good time for you guys. Well, like, it's I a little bit later than we'd have liked, but I'm sure we'll do okay with it. Cause we, had, we, had about, we had a 6.30 show last year, and yeah. that, that felt good. Uh, and luckily, because we, uh, we were, it was a different venue, but we were, in, we were in a nice big venue, and because of the time thing, we, we got maybe 150, 200 people yeah. a day. It was really yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, so we're hoping we can transfer that. As long as the numbers don't go down, sure. I'll be really, really happy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we've also got the 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. Uh, show, The Locking Cabaret, which we host every night. Um, we're usually quite tired in the mornings, <laughs> if I'm honest. Oh, by the 15th of August, you guys are going to be insane. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we do tend to be, yeah. We're, we're out flyering most, most of, the of the day and then, Guess yeah, spots. two shows, yeah. Then oh, God, and, and I just realised, I guess for you guys, I mean, for many people, flyering, for many performers, flyering is the tedious thing you do for a couple of hours. Um, for us, oh, yeah, yeah, no, for us, um, that, that's a full-time job in itself. Yeah. Because uh, uniquely for you guys, um, no, generally an actor um, flyer in their show is not going to be asked to prove that they can act <laughs> oh, we don't do tricks when we fly do you not nope. ah. v- very rarely very, very, very rarely because rare. what, what we do when we fly is we have we you don't want to give away the same straight away, do you? <laughs> no, but, but we have because we're we're very um, we're very we we have a flyering script. We're very scripted, yeah. back and forth, funny jokes, which is it, they're just again silly little things that will just make people laugh. And when they laugh, you do that. Hey, you can't laugh and not take a flyer. Yeah, you've got them. So just silly things that you know we just, we we shout. You know, um, Griffin Jones, slapdash magic, guaranteed more fun than dysentery. Yeah, you know, just silly <laughs> things like that. Right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come like along that. and have your gobsmacked, your flabbers gasted, and your bams boozled. It's yeah. better than it sounds. I promise. Can't be yeah. worse. You know, yeah, we have all like this. Kind of, and we just we just stand there for hours and shout that and just make people laugh and all that. and basically when you're flyering if they laugh you've won I don't yes. care I don't largely don't even care if they, uh, they see a flyer because we're stood behind a big poster yeah they've seen you and one uh, you know sooner or later they're gonna open the program they're gonna see that picture and they go those guys on the mile made me laugh yeah, indeed yeah I absolutely. enjoyed those five seconds I heard them maybe I'll go to the show I'll have uh, whatever the math is. 
59 minutes and 35 it, seconds more of yeah. that sort of laugh. <laughs> yeah. So that's our thing. We just, we just try to make them laugh. We, we, we were quite self-deprecating and we make them yeah. laugh. And we always, um, a tip, top flyer and tip from, uh, from me is wherever you fly, try and fly at, at, the same, uh, on, uh, at the same point every day. That's very people know where to find you, yeah, yeah. And people get used to walking by that spot and seeing you there, and it's that it's that repeated exposure to you that is that it's that uh, it's going to get to the point where they can't forget you. You know, they'll be reminded of you when they see your poster somewhere or see yeah. you. Because some people do. You see, some people go, "Oh, so I, um, uh, I saw you flying yesterday. Give, give me one. I've got time today." Yeah. It's like they, it's like they've come to your home and they're going to find you. It's like I'm just stood by a bin on the Royal Mile, but I stood by the same bin. Yes. Every day for a month. That's yeah. a hideous Pavlovian ingenuity. Right there, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what it's all and about. We do stand in front of bin because uh, often people will have to come towards you to put stuff in, and it means you're looking them dead in the eyes. <laughs> and, uh, and it's, it's quite. Uh, it's quite. We cool. know why you're here. Nathan Jones and Steve Griffin, uh, pioneers of slapdash magic. Uh, it's been a lovely honour to chat to you. Thank been you very much. Pleasure. Have Thank a great friend. Thanks very much. This has been the Cast Iron Theatre Podcast. Presented by Andrew Allen. And edited by Michelle Donkey. Music is Chapstick by Everett Armand. Find us on Twitter, cast underscore iron acts. On Facebook, ironclad cast iron, all one word. Our website is castironbrighton.weebly.com. Subscribe to us and rate us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Thanks for listening. Lovely.